R-N-N. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means. Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. Tonight's featured show is Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. Welcome to the Republic News Network for our live national broadcast. You may call me Kelby, and tonight I'm going to be acting as your moderator. The RNN, which stands for the Republic News Network, has been doing this radio show since 2010, and it's always been a friendly introduction for the people of the United States Corporation. Here we go. It's true. The United States is a federal corporation, and their exclusive jurisdiction is in the District of Columbia. The Republic government was simply a bunch of U.S. citizens that, in law, don't have access to the Bill of Rights. And they realized they wanted to be Americans, as our founders and our law provided each and every one of us. See, we've been hard at work since 2008, and since 2010, we have successfully re-inhabited the original government vacated under Lincoln in 1861. I know, it's hard to understand. Don't worry. We are law-abiding, peaceful Americans and very pro-government, and we love our country. You can consider the Republic members are tired of the corruption that we see every day. See, we found in the law that there is two forms of government here on the land, and we did something about it. We are people. Mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, we have families just like you, we simply found some truths, and now we're sharing these important truths with the rest of the world. So get ready to hear things that sound amazing, and get ready to understand that you too are about to be a part of history. We welcome each one of you to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel and your republic if you so choose. But before we go into our broadcast tonight, please bow your head in prayer. Well, Lord, we have another day where we can just enjoy uh, the blessing of this nation and the freedoms that we do have. Lord, help uh, us to continue the truth uh, speaking through uh, the Connecting the Dots show with Dan Happel and just keep these guys protected. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Mr. Happel, I yield the floor. Well, thank you, Calvi, and uh, I welcome our listeners to another uh, connecting the Dots radio program with Bob Fanning. Bob's been a guest on our radio program before a number of times, but uh, every time I get a lot of requests to bring him back. And I am um, now in the process of uh, uh, bringing Bob back for, I believe, the sixth time that he's been on my radio show. And uh, Bob, I, uh, I want to welcome you to the show. And I want to start out with, uh, for, first of all, thanking you for having the courage to come on Connecting the Dots uh, to tell the truth to our listeners about uh, the recent events at the Fed and, and how the economy is being set up for another financial crisis that will make uh, 2008 look like a cakewalk. Uh, I, I know that um, you are very concerned about what has been happening 
recently with at the Fed and with uh, the uh, interbank lending. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity, first of all, to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and then let's start in this discussion for tonight. Well, I guess the summary is I'm old, but I got started when I was young. And uh, Uh-oh. When, I started, when I started on Austin, I was 24. I'm 68 now. And uh, when I got licensed on Wall Street, Richard Nixon was saying he wasn't threatened waiting to buy a So that was a while, while ago. And, and, and I could still be on Wall Street. And I know it's a lot of towards things that pay dividends and interest for stock stock. What's that about the background, Dan? Bob, I'm not sure what's going on, but I, uh, you're, the last uh, minute has been totally garbled. Are, are you uh, in a location where you're having problem uh, transmitting uh, via the phone? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I'm at 5300. Oh, now, now you're, yeah, now you're clear. Now you're clear. The first, uh, first little bit, I mean, this is the first clear words I've heard, so I'm well, not good, sure good. what the problem was. <laughs> okay, I'll go, go I'll ahead. I'll go out on the porch. I'm in a cabin at 5,300 feet in Prey, Montana. So okay. here, I'm outside. Anyway, I got started uh, on Wall Street in 1974, and and I uh, was a natural and fixed income. Uh, when I was with Payne Weber in 1975, I saw I, I could do big trades as a 25-year-old kid by working with corporate cash managers and repos and reverse repos. Cash is being managed at every central bank, every one of the corporations in the Russell 2000 and all of the private companies. They, they manage it with commercial paper, money market funds, reverse repos and repos. And uh, so do central banks. And uh, I got started with Beatrice Foods in 1975, managing their cash. And then uh, I got so good at fixed income, there was the founder of the NFL, the founder of the Chicago Bears, George Hallis, was my big preferred stock customer. And we traded preferred stock uh, so he could get the dividend with the interest exclusion. My preferred stock trader was Larry Kudlow, who is now Mr. Trump's chief economic advisor. Mr. Trump did a real good job picking Mr. Kudlow, and uh, he did a real good job picking the chairman of our Fed. The chairman of the Federal Reserve, by the name of Jay Powell, is a dear friend of uh, our mutual friend, Dan, who right. is Charles Ortel. Charles Ortel mm-hmm. and uh, Jay Powell worked together at Dillon Reed. And uh, Mr. Ortel has stated that Jay Powell is a brilliant and honorable man. 
So let's 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 leave all of the uh, oogie boogie conspiracy stuff uh, out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm very very concerned about the the precipitous fall off or cessation in interbank lending, and we're connecting the dots right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this interbank lending, which is the collateral that is posted in repos and reverse repos, we as a society, a global financial system, are petrified, absolutely petrified, that the Federal Reserve is going to shrink its balance sheet. They've stated so themselves. And they're going to take all of the toxic garbage that they, that they put in their own portfolio back in 2008, the uh, special investment vehicles, the collateralized debt instruments, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the garbage that uh, they picked up in 2008, now they're going to shrink their balance sheet and sell this stuff into the system. And if this collateral leaves the Federal Reserve, it can and will be posted all over the globe, between central banks, between companies. And what we've taken is the lepers, the lepers from Father Damien's leper colony, and turned them loose into the system. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're seeing a fall off in interbank lending. My my recommendation to Mr. Powell, Jay Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is to reverse engineer all of this garbage and make sure that the most toxic of it is taken out and quarantined forever. And uh, that would mean that a lot of non-performing real estate would have to be quarantined with it. So this this will have a societal society will have to carry this crucifix once again. We carried it in 2008 mm-hmm. with a 13 trillion dollar bailout, where the banksters not only bailed out their bad debts, but gave themselves themselves great big bonuses for destroying our financial system. Let's get into the human the human consequences of their actions. We saw we saw in the movie the the big short where all the scumbag mortgage brokers were congratulating themselves. We saw that 40,000 people die per every 1% uptick in the unemployment rate. This is, this is due to the, the action of bank, bankers and central bankers. We now have learned, thanks to the Los Angeles Times, that the number one cause of homelessness is foreclosure. So if we, we foreclose on these properties that are, that are in 
these toxic securities or if the new owners of these toxic securities force foreclosure, then, then we're putting people out on the streets and society has to uh, provide for the homeless. And basically all you've done is arbitrage. And the, we've arbitraged from the status of uh, those who are not performing on their, loan, their their mortgages. We've transferred them from the bankers to society. Right. And society, once again, picks up the tab for the, this prearranged trade. Mm-hmm. That I call the Greenspan put. Go ahead, the Dan. Greenspan put. Well, no, I, I, uh, I. First of all, I want our listeners to understand one thing: we do not here in any way deal with conspiracy theories. We deal with conspiracy facts, and uh, so anyone uh, that's listening to this program, uh, we will deal with facts and not with uh, with theories. First of all. Secondly, uh, that 2008, what happened in 2008 with um, the, uh, uh, well, the derivatives market, that's really what it all boiled down to, is all the uh, casino gambling that had been going on between the investment bankers and the security holders that, uh, and guarantors at places like uh, um, uh, ADM and uh, places like that, uh, they were playing games with the finances, they were cooking the books, and in the process, they damn near destroyed our entire uh, financial system, and we came so close to losing everything. And as we, you said, they bailed we themselves out. Well, we did lose, and, and they bailed themselves out, and they stuck the American people with the uh, with the bill for that, and uh, believe me, folks, that that bill has not gone away. That bill is uh, sitting there to be collected on. And what Bob is doing tonight is to tell everybody that, okay, now that the economy is doing a little better because uh, President Trump is there instead of uh, uh, President Obama, who is a a hardcore well, to call him a Marxist would be a, a, a flattering statement. But uh, in any case, uh, the, the economy is finally starting to come back, and uh, what is happening now is that they're taking a very nearly a path that could totally destroy the, the uh, resurgence in our economy. Okay, now it's your turn, Bob. Well, I, God bless Mr. Trump. Uh, I, every time he makes an appointment, I, I, I just clap. Uh, Mr. Powell is brilliant. Uh, Mr. Cudlow is brilliant. And uh, I know Mr. Cudlow. I worked with him. He was my preferred stock trader. But let's go back to Greenspan and stick with Trump. Mr. Trump said, and he said it loud and clear, that the system is rigged. Well, I I bring you back to the year 2000, when the alpha director at the Bank for International Settlements, Alan Greenspan, walked in there, and he said, we will now give 
real estate double collateral value. Greenspan at that moment in time created the real estate bubble. He incentivized all of the central bankers at the Bank for International Settlement to to create the pump. It was that was later followed by the dump after the the derivatives were were set in place, along with the 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 dumping of all of the toxic uh, loans that were on the too big to fail banks books, which include real estate, uh, residential mortgage-backed securities, and commercial mortgage-backed securities, i.e. box stores and strip malls. So we, we pump up the real estate. Uh, everybody turns their home into a cash station, and, and it, it's good times from 2000, 2000 until 2007. But then Lehman Brothers and, and uh, Bear Stearns couldn't help themselves. They pushed out all sorts of crap. And now, and then the Federal Reserve at Maiden Lane, which is the back door to the New York Fed, uh, they created these uh, uh, toxic securities that took down Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, and pretty much the the global uh, the American financial system by pumping up real estate, mm-hmm. and they with the real estate, all sorts of bad loans were put in special investment vehicles, collateralized debt obligations. And then the derivatives were aimed at the, the the most vulnerable parts of the the most vulnerable tranches of those special investment vehicles. And when when it blew up, as they had rigged it to blow up, it took AIG, it took Citibank with it, and Dr. Michael Hudson called it the $13 trillion cover story. Mm-hmm. So we have, through these collateralized, or through these uh, credit default swaps, money was taken from the taxpayer and targeted directly to people who were in on the rigged trade. And Mr. Greenspan started this rigged trade at the Bank for International Settlements when he gave real estate double collateral value in comparison to things like Caterpillar tractors receivables? Give me a break. That's Mm -hmm. Mm great. Well, um, Bob, um, people need to understand that when when that bailout happened, uh, the bailout was done primarily to save uh, all of these banks from being totally insolvent because so many of them had bought these toxic uh, debt instruments, these derivatives, and it was a large part of their portfolio. What did the Fed and what did our Congress do to correct that problem after 2008? Well, Hank Paulson went... Uh, got on his knee right next to Nancy Pelosi, and he begged for 
$787 billion to back these uh, uh, collateralized debt obligations, these uh, credit default swaps, and, and, and like an idiot, she gave it to them. Basically, what should have happened is we should have bankrupted these two big defails, split them up, and told them that they were no longer allowed to participate as investment bankers by issuing securities. The Glass-Steagall Act was in position for a reason. As soon as you gave these banks the authority to create securities, they created the securities with garbage, total trash. Mm -hmm. And then they, they shoved it into the system, the global financial system, the, and the, they hedged them with flawed hedges from uh, Citibank and AIG. And the, these credit default swaps had to be paid off. The pack, taxpayer paid them off. And what we, to this day, do not know and only a total forensic audit would prove it, is were these one-to-one -one hedges? Don't forget, I'm from the Board of Trade, beginning in 1981. Were they one-to-one -one hedges, or were they hundred-to-one or thousand-to-one hedges where those in the know, the Henry Kissingers and the Hillary Clintons of the world, those Adnan Aki, those in the know got a chance to buy these derivatives for pennies on the dollar. And then when the, when the system blew up, pennies on the dollar down turned into $100 bills. And they made off like bandits. We'll never know who was mm -hmm. the recipient of these $13 trillion. Right. And, and, and when... Uh... Ben Bernanke was asked um, before Congress who received those funds. He refused to answer that. Bingo. Yep. He just said, uh, uh, they asked, will you tell us who they are? And he said, no, just as simple as that. One word answer. All right, but Bob, what I'm getting at, and I, I, I know you're going to uh, let people know right between the eyes, what did they actually <laughs> do to fix the uh, the fact that uh, first of all that we had uh, dropped Glass-Steagall like a hot rock, and so that uh, mortgage banks and other banks could get into commercial banks could get into investment banking. That was the first tragedy, and the second tragedy uh, was that we had uh, you know a quadrillion dollars in derivatives floating out there, which is basically nothing short of a Las Vegas-style casino gamble, uh, what did we do to reel that back in or to pass laws that would restrict the amount of activity in that? Absolutely nothing. The, yeah. the, the same, the same uh, players from 08 are still in place. Nobody has been prosecuted. No, no forensic audit has been performed. Uh, Congress it, it turns a blind eye because Congress gets paid off from the guys who own the printing press. 
So that that is not an embellishment. The two big to fail banks, control of board of directors at the Federal Reserve, and the two big to fail banks just go to the printing press and they put uh, the people mm-hmm. who will not give them any problems in office. So we have an, right. Montana themselves at this moment. Montana has a music teacher in empty suit sitting on the Senate Banking Committee. That, that's an in-your-face disgrace to the American people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, sen- that senator needs to be removed tonight. He never gave no Main, Main Street a dime, but he gave mm-hmm. Wall Street $13 trillion. Yeah. Well, and in in my point and your point of this is that instead of correcting an obvious problem that very nearly uh, took us completely down as a country, instead of solving the problem, they did absolutely nothing. And now, tell me, Bob, how much bigger is that problem today than it was in 2008? It's about to get extremely bad as they sell this toxic garbage off into 150 countries, into their central banks, and into the marketplace where all of a sudden those who who get these uh, uh, toxic securities may do different things with them than the Federal Reserve did. Mm -hmm. That we may have a homeless rate that the country can't even tolerate. We may have bank failures, and the bank failures won't be the too big to fails that own the uh, printing own press. The Federal Reserve, sure. They own the Federal Reserve and every mm-hmm. every soul on it. What what has been set up in the fourth quarter of 2014 was what I call the Jamie Dimon Bankster Bail-In Bill. Bail in is different than bail out. The Federal Reserve or the uh, FDIC is tapped out after 08. So what, what they have the aligned for themselves to back the, this 1.25 quadrillion in uh, derivatives, OTC derivatives, is the, the depositors in all 6,700 community banks are going to back the derivatives when, when we have a counterparty failure. And when, when there is a counterparty failure on either side of the, these derivative transactions, when there is a counterparty failure, it will go, be like dominoes, mm-hmm. and everybody will fail. And, and legal departments at our major institutions will say, no more OTC derivatives. And then just like Warren Buffett, who bought a company that had a bunch of derivatives, he lost billions of dollars in trying to unwind the garbage. What do you think it's going to be like for society when they haven't got the business acumen acumen that Warren Buffett has? Right, right. So and, um, I can see a homelessness. Just so that our I listeners understand, um, what, what was the uh, Dodd-Frank bill? How did that actually 
impact or affect the uh, the the banking uh, cartel? How did that actually uh, improve things for the banking cartel? Yeah, the the two big to fails walk off and do anything they damn please, as evidenced by William K. Black, the number one white collar crime investigator in America since the, the Keating Five and the savings and loan debacle in the 80s. Dr. Black said, and he said it a, a, lot, of, a lot of different times in a lot of different ways. Dr. Black said that the reason, the sole reason for the financial collapse of 2008, the tens of millions of people had lost their homes, the tens of millions of people had lost their jobs, the sole reason for the financial collapse, according to Dr. Black, is because the Federal Reserve refused, I underscore the word refused, refused to enforce their own anti-fraud provision. The Federal Reserve is nothing but a bunch of scam artists who are working for the too big to fail banks who pull scams just like Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo just pulled one and we're supposed to be in a mea culpa state from 2008. The fraud is a business model for these too big to fail banks and their empty suits sitting on the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. So if Mr. Trump is going to take control of our lives and pretend and, and stop pretending like he's in it for the forgotten man, Mr. Trump should put his own designee in on the Federal Reserve Board, who is the anti-fraud regulator. Yeah, I, I realize that they, they'll all have a big uh, uh, axe to grind about deregulation, but let's, let's regulate fraud. And if, if Mr. Trump really wants to take control of this situation, Mr. Trump should oversee the, the orderly liquidation of these toxic securities and make sure, make damn sure, that they're reverse engineered and all the worst of the worst garbage is taken out of the uh, securities that are being sold. Mm -hmm. Mr. Trump can take control of this situation, and I call on him to do it. Well, and I know that uh, Jay Powell is uh, very highly regarded uh, by Charles Ortel. As you say, they work together. Uh, he knows him quite well, and uh, he feels that he is one of the uh, men with real, true integrity, and I'm hopeful that uh, the Trump administration, as they have done right along for the last year, will very quietly just do what needs to be done and uh, and do it in an effective manner and then let everybody scream to, uh, scream bloody murder when uh, when he does it because obviously the deep state uh, would love to take uh, President Trump down and he is an amazing man that he's managed to uh, stop so much of this stuff and to accomplish what he has. 
Dan, you corrected me in an earlier conversation when we brought up the word deep state. The, the mm-hmm. word deep state is a synonym for the Federal Reserve Board. Uh, so, so the Federal Reserve Board are the actors at the central bank who act only in, in the best interest of the two big-to-fail banks. And uh, it, it's a high time that Mr. Trump uh, interjected himself in on this equation. And, uh, you know, if uh, the liquidation of these securities is done in an orderly way, Mr. Trump can preside over that. Mr. Trump and Mr. Paul can preside over that. So the interbank lending system doesn't freeze up. And Mr. Trump can also find out where the toxic garbage is so it's not dumped on uh, an unsuspecting, already weakened pension system. Let me speak to that. Yeah, In order to carry a one point. Two five quadrillion dollar derivatives book, they had to have zero interest rates, like all other commodities. Uh, these OTC derivatives at a cost to carry. So our monetary policy was zero, and it was zero zero percent interest rates for a decade. Well, that that, that crippled pension funds in places like California and Illinois. You know, the rule of 72 works in both directions. And these pension funds have been dramatically weakened by the Federal Reserve policy of zero interest rates for the last decade. All, now, that, now they want to dump these securities, these toxic securities, into our pension system by enticing brokers with uh, three, three full points in commissions, you know, wow. 2008 was a cakewalk if they if they put this garbage into the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think too, Bob. And uh, the fact that uh, the pension funds and the uh, investment funds have been used as a uh, a way a, a mop, let's say, or a sponge to absorb these things in the past. That's exactly what happened in 2008. That's why so many of the pension funds nearly went broke uh, as a result of the derivatives book that they were carrying in 2008. Uh, Now that derivatives market is roughly two and a half times as big as it was in 2008. Uh, So they did nothing to fix the problem. And they now have created two and a half times as big a problem. What can uh, what can Donald Trump? What can President Trump do effectively to uh, keep this monkey off his back? I didn't hear you, Dan. Where are you? Are you still there, Dan? Yeah, I'm still here. Did you? Did you? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm walking around the cabin. I better go back outside. Okay. I'm sorry. So, uh, what can Trump do? Yeah. What I've been trying. What I, What I would love to see Mr. Trump do is sit down with Charles Ortel, uh, William K. Black, Dennis Santiago, 
and uh, our Christopher Whalen. It was Christopher Whalen's father, Richard Whalen, who waltzed, waltzed into Jimmy Carter's office with a guy that was 6'9 and had a cigar hanging out of his mouth. And Mr. Whalen Sr. said, Mr. Carter, this is Mr. Volcker. He's your new chair of the Federal Reserve. And it was Paul Volcker that saved Americans to hide back in the late 70s, early 80s. And so Mr. Trump can sit down and and ask these people, Mr. Black, about fraud. Mr. Whalen is a brilliant uh, financier, as is Mr. Ortel. I had a dinner at Sidecar with Mr. Ortel and Mr. Whalen. And... Uh, is start to seek the counsel of them as to how to take control of America's financial system away from the too big to fail banks who have clearly used fraud as a business model and they intend to do it again as evidence by jamming these toxic securities into the global financial system. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you and I both uh, talked about this on numerous occasions, Bob. But the bottom line is uh, I do believe that uh, those who believe in globalism, the, the deep state, as it were, uh, are fully intending to destroy the uh, United States monetary system, the dollar. Take the dollar down and replace everything with a world currency that is totally digital. And if they do that, uh, every transaction is totally digital, uh, we will have absolutely lost our constitutional republic. And we will, be, we will all be communists. That's the ultimate goal is communism, whether they use the, the AK-47 or, held by Chinamen or whether they use the world's financial system their goal is to collapse our system, our, our uh, free enterprise capitalistic system, and replace it with communism, their brand of communism, the George Soros brand of communism. So if if people are lost in our words that we've spoken today, they may be a little too uh, technical, I would say that if you believe in capitalism, if you want your children to be raised in a constitutional republic, speak up to your elected representative and tell them that you're very concerned about the Federal Reserve liquidating their portfolio full of toxic securities. They're, They're currently quarantined like the lepers on Father Damien's leper colony, Molokai, these toxic securities are quarantined. Uh, let's let's have somebody explain to the president why it's so important to jettison these securities from the Federal Reserve, where, where we know where they're at, and we, where we know how to study them. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be extremely important that. Uh, President Trump, that these people have played these derivative books and made billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, in the process in fat commissions and all this stuff, that's where the money ought to come from. That's where uh, the bailout ought to come from, is out of those 
monies that they literally uh, finagled and conned out of the entire system. And uh, wow. mom and pop, pop America are the last people that ought to be pay, uh, bailing these people out. Right. Against their wills from their 6,700 community banks, uh, unsuspecting when, the, when these derivatives blow up, when the system blows up, then, then the Jamie Dimon Bankster bail-in bill goes into effect, and they they see some percentage of what you've got saved in the bank. So if finance is too, too uh, intimidating to you folks, how would you like to wake up after 30 years at your job and find out that half of your savings account was seized by the International Swaps Dealers Association to make good on fraud-based toxic uh, derivatives, as well as the toxic, toxic securitizations that came out of these two big-to-fail banks. They took advantage of, of the uh, repeal of Glass-Steagall. They took advantage in a big way, and they had fraud as a big business model. Yep, they do. And, and Bob, uh, if people don't want to believe that, that that could actually happen, uh, take a look at what happened in Greece uh, a few years back when uh, they decided that uh, the country was uh, financially bankrupt, they went in and did exactly that. They they took 30 or 40 percent of uh, the Greeks' savings, and they can just as easily, that test model, they got away with it, they could just as easily do it in the United States. They did it to the Russian oligarchs in Cyprus. They can do it to, to Joe Sixpack. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the only way to stop it is for Mr. Trump to intervene with his friends, uh, Mr. Powell and Mr. Kudlow. Uh, mm -hmm. And to, to make, let's, you're only as sick as your secret, Mr. Mr. Trump. We're, America is only as sick as its secrets. This secret that the, that the too big to fail banks have fraud as a business model, and they have malice in their hearts to the uh, average American that they're sheep to be sheared. It's t it's time to change this attitude. We don't work for the too big to fail banks. We're not here for their to be made into sheep for them. This is a constitutional republic. We're going we're gonna to make sure that everybody deals on a fair playing field. And I'm not paying for the too-big-to-fail banks' derivatives, mm -hmm. no matter how bad they are. And regardless mm -hmm. of whether Alan Greenspan or Joe Bernanke said they're private treaty contracts, bullshit. If, if the American financial system, if the global financial system – is at risk because of them. They're not. They're not private treaty contracts. They're everybody's business. They are everybody's business. And uh, you know the bottom line. Of course, you know this as well as anybody. Uh, those uh, in our listening audience that still think that the Federal Reserve is a federal and that there are reserves. Well, welcome to the new world order because. The Federal Reserve is a private uh, consortium uh, of 
privately held banks, and uh, many of them are European banks, incidentally. And mm -hmm. uh, there are zero reserves because they took us off the uh, gold standard uh, many decades ago. Uh, Tri Tricky Dick took us off the gold standard in 1971. And so there is what is backing our international banking cartel that uh, run the Federal Reserve are the backs and the sweat and the hard work of uh, average American citizens. The full faith and credit of the United States of America. These two big to fail bankers have decided to make the full faith and credit of the United States of America compromised with their their policies created at the Federal Reserve Corporation. The essence of a corporation is governance, funding, and control. As long as the Federal Reserve has control of the printing press, whether it's a digital printing press or an actual printing press, it, it has got to be studied and maybe even taken away from these two big to fail banks. Mm -hmm. The only way that, that politicians can be corrupt is to buy them. And the only way to buy them is with the printing press at the Federal Reserve. And you and I had a conversation before, Dan, and you corrected me when I, call, when I called it the deep state. You said it's a synonym, synonym for Federal Reserve. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you're right. Um, that is exactly what it is because uh, it, without money, they can't buy people. And without buying people, you can't uh, gain power. And the system is predicated on money, power, and control. And uh, that wouldn't happen if we were a legitimate national economy based on gold and silver backing and still under full control of Congress and the Treasury. Well, we have outstanding people in place with Mr. Cudlow and Mr. Powell. I, I, I implore Mr. Cudlow and Mr. Powell to have a conference with the President and bring in Dennis Santiago, R. Christopher Whalen, Charles Ortel, and especially William K. Black, and find out what we're going to do to protect the full faith and credit of the United States of America, the 6,700 community banks, from the International Swap Stealers Association and the two big-to-fail banks, especially Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're right, right at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the swamp, and uh, they make a core part of that swamp. <clears throat> uh, Bob, would you uh, would you tell our listeners uh, what you see as far as a forensic audit of the Fed? Well, the uh, a forensic audit, it, it, by its very name, means that you suspect a crime. 2008 was a crime. It was a premeditated crime where Goldman Sachs took down Citibank. They, they forced Citibank to, uh, through Robert Rubin, they forced Citibank to write these credit default swaps, which 
blew up Citibank. Thomas G. Maharis wrote the contracts. Goldman Sachs passed it off as their own product. The same kind of garbage happened at AIG and brought down a AAA-rated insurance company. Uh, uh, Joe Cassano did it out of the city of London, I believe, so, so or Wilton, Connecticut, one or the other. So what we have to do in answer to your question is what should have been done in 2008. All of these toxic securities have been brought into the Federal Reserve or Fannie Mae or wherever they brought them. Reverse engineer them. And the worst of the worst, get it out of the system, quarantine them. And if I was president of the United States, I'd have as a primary goal some sort of debt jubilee on anybody who was able to last a decade without losing his house. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, it was funny because the amount of money that was used to bail out the too big to fail banks uh, could have paid off every mortgage in default in this country. Uh, and instead of Doing that, uh, they paid off the people that caused the problem in the first place. And you mentioned this, but Goldman Sachs, uh, I mean, there were billions of dollars in uh, bonuses that were paid the year after the bail-in. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how in the world did that happen when the taxpayers were put on the hook for the whole thing? That's why we've got a 21 trillion dollar debt and we don't even know how much uh, really uh, pending liabilities that are uh, out there that are unaccounted for because there's a pile of them at the Federal Reserve. I want your listeners to listen to this little anecdote. I I have a group of about 45 guys on an email list. One of them is a founder of a $30 billion bank. Uh, who I've known for 30 or 40 years. And uh, when the, the, the meltdown occurred, I, I screamed like a raped ape that Wall Street was getting all of the money and Main Street was getting nothing, not a penny. And what was said to me after a, like a week of going around about this stuff, this chairman and founder and preeminent financier. He said, Bruiser, we're not going to lend anything to anybody until the real estate market is cleared. Well, what what does he mean by clearing the real estate market? He means by seizing everybody's house that they can seize and then liquidating that collateral themselves for their own enrichment. So if America wants to to stop the, the bleeding, Let's stop the foreclosures. If America doesn't want to pay for more homeless people who are homeless for the sole reason of foreclosure, let's address this problem. You've had 10 years to address it. Reverse engineer these securities. Take the worst of the worst, stick it into quarantine, and leave it there. And forgive all those people. If you can give the banksters $13 trillion, According to Dr. Michael Hudson, then you can, then it's chump change to relieve to have a 
detrimentally on th those who were strong enough to weather the last decade. The last decade that was, was set up with malice of forethought by Alan Greenspan at the Bank for International Settlements in 2000. Well, and Bob, um, part of the thing that we're seeing today is that many of the same kind of lending policies that were prevalent in 2004, 2005 that led up to this financial crisis, a lot of those same policies, zero down, that sort of thing, are starting to reappear. And uh, how in the world could that possibly happen? But I can tell you at the same time, the, the, uh, the reporting requirements that are being forced on small uh, community banks are so onerous that many of those community banks are ready to throw in the towel, and uh, many of them are being absorbed by the too-big-to-fail banks. Am, am I right about that? You're absolutely correct, and, and I'll go even one further. These people are harassed, constantly harassed, by regulators that uh, are putting their noses where they don't belong. I don't like that loan, get it off the balance sheet, is verbatim story. So the $30 billion bank that I referred to has an entire floor in a multi-hundred million dollar building, uh, which is dedicated to regulators who hit the button on the elevator, go up to the chairman's office and said, say, I don't like this loan. Get it, all, get it out of here. When the guy has had a 20-year relationship with the company. The, 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 the extreme has been aimed at the community banks while the too big to fails, like Wells Fargo, get away with murder. And they will continue to get away with murder as long as they regulate themselves. So, Mr. Mm -hmm. Trump, if you want to be the most powerful president that ever existed, take control of the bank regulator at the Federal Reserve. Have him report to you once a quarter and make sure that the fraud is not, is not being uh, is being regulated rather than being ignored. Right. This is where right. you can become the biggest president ever to have lived, is take control of the Federal Reserve, Mr. Trump. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, Bob, uh, would you explain to our listeners, in case they don't really understand the interbank lending that's what really froze up our entire economy and literally froze it up to the point where uh, just about every bank in the country uh, was on the verge of failure. Tell us how that interbank lending and how little there is going on right now and how that impacts, uh, well, let's say mom-and-pop America. Well, you, you, this, this is a bifurcated answer. You have uh, pointed out 2008 when Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns uh, were, were going under, literally. And uh, everybody was afraid to take everybody else's uh, collateral in trades. So the uh, 
uh, money market funds were about to go under the buck, and nobody was doing business with anybody. There was a loss of confidence. Nobody trusted anybody. So now, with a decade under our belt, and supposedly a system that had purged itself, and with banksters knowing that they have gotten by the statute of limitations on fraud, nobody's nobody's going to drop through, tra through a trap door. It ain't going to happen. Well, we now have 20, 2018, and uh, they want all of this the toxic garbage that the Federal Reserve bought up and expanded their balance sheet blew up their balance sheet is the way it would be phrased. They want to shrink their balance sheet by liquidating these securities. These securities have no place in civilization. These securities have to be reverse engineered and retired, and society has to make sure that it's not injected into our counterparty uh, central banks, 150 central, central banks, or especially not into our pension system, no matter how much the uh, the commission buried in the the securities are. That's what's that's what's going to destroy America is the commissions in these securities. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's show with connecting the dots with Dan Happel. God bless. Good night. We'll see you next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific.